Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. <laughs> All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this 139th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. We are joined by Amber Green, and we've got an amazing show scheduled for you. We are going to be talking about the First Amendment and the importance of free speech. What it means, are there consequences to free speech? Should speech be regulated? Should it not be regulated? Who has free speech? Do political figures have free speech? Do citizens have free speech? Do we give free speech up when we become political figures? All this and more we will talk about just momentarily. However, I do want to tell you right now. Generally, in the past, when I have talked about free speech and or when I have talked about anything in general, and I have used words that might not be suitable for a younger audience, I have went out of my way to bleep really bad words, like the F word or things like that. I really don't say much like that on the podcast. I do have an explicit rating on the podcast, so anybody that listens should know. And from time to time, I will say things like bullshit or shit or hell or damn. But in the past, when myself or any guests have said something worse than those words, I have went out of my way to bleep the word or words. Because of the nature of this episode and my commitment to freedom of speech and to art and expression... I will not be blocking anything that may or may not arise in this episode that might be caustic to tender ears. So please just know that going into this episode. Basically what I'm telling you is there will be a few words that you may or may not hear depending on where you are in the episode that might be of a mature type of wording. So just keep that in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, please, as always, do your part to share the show with everyone you know. If you're listening to the show, you're listening to this, you obviously know where we can be found. To your friends and your family and your loved ones and your co-workers and your enemies even, they might not know where to find us and tell them that we can be found everywhere. 
It doesn't matter if it's iTunes or Google Podcast or Spotify or Stitcher or TuneIn or Radio Public or Amazon Music or iHeartRadio or on and on and on. They can find us literally everywhere. All they have to do is go to one of those hosting sites and then search Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, and voila, there we are. Also, if they don't have a favorite podcast hosting site, the easiest way to do it is to simply go to Google and enter in Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast, and we'll pop up on all of them. All right, before we get into the heart of this episode, I do want to take a second and tell you about the sponsor of the first portion of this podcast, and that is Reliable Plumbing Services. RPS Reliable Plumbing Services is Mark Bolin and Sherry Sheline. For all of your plumbing needs, give them a call today at 765-252-3665. Tell them you heard this ad on Perception is Reality. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. This is episode 139 of the podcast, and I am appropriately or inappropriately calling this episode Buck Free Speech. All right, sorry for being a little crass, but with what we're discussing, I figured like it might be important to kind of set the importance that Free speech is not about what we like. It's not about what we are okay with. The First Amendment protects speech, actions under speech, art, expression, that we do not like. Things that we would rather not be a part of. Now, that doesn't mean anybody has to listen And if you didn't like the word that I just used there, you are more than welcome to skip out from this episode and come back during episode 140. But it doesn't mean I don't have a right to say it. Now, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm a political commentator. I'm a podcaster. I'm a private citizen. If I were to run for office... Would I be able to speak however I wanted, or would I lose the ability because of the office that I represent? Now, obviously, the Constitution says that I don't lose that ability. However, we have seen that candidates for office and office holders oftentimes will hold back on what they say because they feel that if they were their true selves or if they spoke their mind or if they said things that, like, for example, I would say, that folks would be a little less inclined to support or vote for them. Now, in 2016, we saw Donald Trump wreck through the political campaign process, saying whatever he wanted to say, being however he wanted to be, doing whatever he wanted to do. And I feel like that is something that has really resonated with a lot of folks that say, hey, I want to be a candidate, and I want to do and think and say and speak however I want, and people will resonate with that, and they will like me and support me. But that's not exactly 
what happens. And we have here locally, Amber and I live in a community where we have a, an event kind of playing out in real time that shows just what I'm speaking about. We have a county councilman right now that is a newly elected official. Matter of fact, today was only his second meeting in his new office. And he has been very controversial. He has said things, done things that others do not like. And the question is, does he lose the ability to speak the way he wants? Should he tamper back his speech? Or does he have the same freedoms that we all have? And it just simply doesn't matter that he's an elected official. You know, there's a lot going on at the local level, the state level, and the national level that makes this a relevant discussion right now. Of course, we're seeing at the national level Tons and tons of conservative voices are being silenced, and we are seeing those on the progressive left, the progressive Democrats, calling for more conservative Republican voices to be silenced, and for a look at how people say things and what people are allowed to hear. Of course, big tech is highly involved with this, so this is a really relevant concern right now, and it's definitely a concern for people like Amber and I who are now speaking out here and want to be able to be heard and you guys to be able to continue hearing what we say, whether you agree or not. That's very important here. If we're not allowed to say what we're feeling and speak with you all, if we are silenced, who wants to listen to a silent podcast? So this is a very interesting topic and what's going on nationally at the state level and locally kind of all tie together. And I'm interested, Amber, in what your thoughts are on this, whether we're speaking of what's happening here with the local county councilmen or at the state and national levels. Honestly, at least locally, I don't think it really has as much to do with his the specific council members opinion um, because I mean, it's Facebook, it's social media. You're always going to have half that approve of his opinion and half that don't. Right. Um, but really it's the, it's the drama that he is creating, I guess. And it seems at least from the outside looking in, it seems like he's creating it on purpose to get his opinion more attention. Yeah. Like you've got this guy who just won an election. And if you want my honest opinion, the only reason he won the election is because of uh, straight party tickets. It's not because of who he is or this, you know, impeccable campaign that he ran because that could not be further from the truth. Um, but you've, you've got him and, Personally, if I had just been elected, I would kind of want to come out, you know, making a good name for myself, showing that I'm going to be willing to put in the work. And all he's got is a loudmouth sister posting on every single Facebook group within Delaware County about how awful the person that he beat is. For the record, the person that he's currently battling 
is not someone that he ran against. The gentleman that is against the councilman is just a citizen who takes issue with the councilman's actions, behaviors, thoughts, and, and what he says and does. That said, everything else is correct there. And now I have to say, doing what I do, this is something that has interested me for quite some time because, look, I rub people the wrong way, I piss people off from time to time, and people will come out swinging at me, come out attacking me. And when I first started doing this, there were times early on when I was dealing with Winchester that I would post and somebody would attack me or say something or, or fight back against what I was saying and she would get on or my mother would call me from Muncie. Of course, I lived in Winchester at the time and she would call me and she'd be like, I can't believe this person said something. And I told both of them, look, you cannot get on and say anything. How embarrassing is it, in my opinion, for me to you know, have this crusade that I have and someone to fight back against me and my wife or my mother get on and battle some battle for me. I, I just always said, you cannot do that. So that was something that I, I said, you know, if you have an opinion about what I'm talking about, get on there and post that. But don't get on there and defend me. Do not do that. I would never want a family member or significant other to do that. Especially your mom. Like, <laughs> bless her heart. That's so sweet. Yeah. But it looks even worse when, yeah. as an adult, yes. it's your mom. Look, if you look <laughs> at my post, my mom is the one on there telling me that I'm an idiot. <laughs> if you follow my social media, she's the one telling me to shut up and uh, stop going live or, or various things. So she's busting my balls more than anybody else, probably. That being said, I know not everybody's like I am, and I know people say, well, blood's thicker than water, and I agree. But in the political arena, it's not good for your family to be engaged in your political battles. That's not to say that their First Amendment right ends and they can't have an opinion but when they're engaging on your behalf, that just doesn't really look very good. Politics is not for the faint of heart, and you can't have a, a weak stomach going into this, and you gotta you gotta be able to, you know, stand your ground and, and you know, man up or woman up, whatever. But when you have your when you have family members doing your battling for for you or with you, I think that sends a message. But like you said, it's not exactly about what's being said. It's how it's being said, it's the drama, and it's everything that comes with it. Now, people, some people will say, there's no such thing as bad publicity. But I really just don't know if I think that's correct on the local level. Yeah, I, especially on the local level, I have to say I don't believe that's correct. Because it's still such a, like, you can have the attention of everyone in Delaware County, which I'm not saying this person does, but you can. And it's still such a small amount of people on the the grand scale that it's you still have to take into account that just because you have their attention it's not necessarily a good thing oh that's absolutely correct i mean hell this person has only attended two meetings since he has been in office and it already feels like he has been around forever and there's just so much information out here about this official, about his thoughts, his opinions, and people's opinions and thoughts and feelings about him. There's just so much of this out here, and it's all 
came upon us in such a short time. And now look, there are two different ways to look at this, I understand. There are the people who are elected to office, whether it's national, state, or local office, who say, I want to come in and I want to test the waters and I want to sit back, look, learn, and listen for a little bit. But then there are the people who say, I want to shake it all up and I'm going to come in busting the hinges off the doors and really make a difference on day one. And I feel like there are some supporters of this official who's like, hey, look, he's just coming in and shaking it all all up and doing things his way, but I don't really know if this is what people who say that have in mind when they say they're going to shake things up and make things different, because this hasn't really been about policy or doing things differently as far as the government is concerned. This has all been personal drama, and he said, she said things, and people saying, well, this person threatened me, and that person threatened me, and this person's going to beat me up in the schoolyard. I just don't know if this is what people have in mind about shaking things up early on. But really, I think that people just start to get a bad taste in their mouth with the whole thing, and it just doesn't play out well for anyone. Look, and I'm not going to say that this official isn't getting a fair share of craziness back his way from people who simply don't like him and are also going about it possibly the wrong way. I did a live video a couple weeks ago where I talked about people's character. And it's like if you if you took Ronald Reagan and Ronald Reagan said some kind of offhanded remark or shared a meme that somebody felt was racially insensitive and people called him on that, would that one instance overshadow the rest of his legacy or would the legacy help pull him up and above all of that? Or if somebody lived a life that for one reason or another, there tended to be a lot of drama associated around them, and people were upset about things that they did or said, and they lived a very controversial type of existence. If they do something that then a bunch of people are able to uh, suck onto and get upset about, do they take heat for that one comment, or does that then allow the public to give that person hell for literally everything else, which may be what we're seeing here? Well, I feel like this council member is taking a lot of heat not necessarily for things that he has said, but just for his overall being. That people are... Yeah, like are, just his, his presence in general. Yes, right. They're not willing to, you know, say, okay, someone else could have said this and I wouldn't maybe have cared so much because I'll be honest, the comments that he's getting blasted over are comments about what's going on nationally. And really, it wasn't like he offered statements of support for anything. He just asked some questions, and that's what really made me start thinking about this because I asked some of the exact same questions the exact same way, and I didn't take heat for it. Now, I understand I'm not an elected official, and that makes it different from his situation, but still, questions are questions, and we have to be able to ask questions and learn and get and seek information, but I'm wondering in his case if he's not seeing this happening because people don't like his overall existence and how he has done and said other various things throughout his time in the public eye. Kind of like this was the straw that broke the camel's back. And people say, we are going to attack you simply for being who you are. It's not what he's saying, it's the fact that it's him that's saying it. 
I have absolutely seen this at the local level in other communities, at the state level, and at the national level as well. So let me ask you like this, Amber, and it doesn't matter if somebody is an elected official or a citizen, whatever. Let's just say they live here in America, they're an American citizen. Do you believe that speech should be regulated? Obviously, we are aware that you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. But beyond that and the insightful words that go along with other scenarios like that, do you believe that speech should be somehow regulated in one way or another? Hmm, no. When you say regulated, do you mean like by law? By law or by other situations, like, for example, one of the big things right now is ferreting out folks that are bigots, folks that are racists, and look, I don't like those people. I don't like racists. I don't like bigots. I don't like people that are misogynistic, but free speech is free for everyone. Free speech doesn't just protect the speech that we like. It is here to protect the speech that we hate. So I understand people's will and the desire to stop racist speech, to stop bigoted or misogynistic type speech. I understand that, and I know why they want to do that. But at the fundamental level, my question is, should people be allowed to be ignorant? Should they be allowed to speak words that are racist, bigoted, misogynistic, and so on? Yeah, I, I think they should. I Because I think the opposite should be allowed as well. If you're you know, vehemently against those things, then you should be able to state that. And, and personally, maybe this is one of, one of my like toxic traits, I guess, but personally, one of the reasons I like that people are allowed to say those things is because it's like natural selection. Yes. <laughs> like, if you're dumb enough to say some of that stuff publicly, you're just like getting rid of yourself for us. Right. We, we don't really have to do the work because you're going to say something stupid and the rest of society is going to hate you for it. And you're going to be silenced one way or the other. Right. And at least that way, the rest of us all know to stay away from you because you were dumb enough to open your mouth. There was a situation in a county to the south of Delaware County in Indiana, Henry County, where a sitting county council member was actively posting racial comments and being racially divisive and was out of control. And a bunch of citizens showed up at a council meeting to protest what he was saying and how he was saying it and ask for his resignation and or, if he would not resign, ask that the council either voted to, to work to censure him or otherwise punish him. And nothing happened, which really then pissed off the citizens because this was not a one-time mess-up or a slip of the mind. This was something that he had a long history of doing, and he was a candidate who ran in order to make elected officials better, and then he got in office and immediately started acting this way, and the citizens had a serious issue with it, and I understand. Now look, he has a right to say everything that he was saying, but the citizens have a right to complain and bitch and go to the meetings and express their dissatisfaction as well. 
But it's really strange in this situation because of all other aspects of this gentleman's life as an elected official would be something that you wanted. He seemed like he really cared about researching information and making sure that the county was being fiscally responsible. However, the fact that he doesn't like and apparently hates people that are different from him was a problem. And his citizens would get up and let him hear that they didn't like how he was acting and they wanted him to resign and they wanted the council to vote to censure him and he really wasn't saying much. And there were people telling him that he needed to not say these things. But when I got up and spoke, I said, oh, no, no, no. We want you to speak this loud and clear so we exactly know who you are and we can act around you accordingly by meaning not engage with, not interact with, and we can shun this person, which kind of speaks to what you were just saying. That being said, I am not a fan of cancel culture because no, I believe that, not. I believe that people should be able to to grow in their belief. You know, I, I think that I think that their people should be given. I do believe in a second chance. I, I do believe that somebody should have the ability to you know, atone for their quote-unquote sins and, and move forward. Or, you know, for example, somebody digs up a tape of somebody who's in their 60s now, and on this tape that was recorded 30 years ago, they use a word that is no longer acceptable, or they maybe were saying something they shouldn't have been saying, and they were doing that as a dumb kid, but yet they've lived an excellent life where they have not been racial, or they've not been misogynistic, they haven't been hate-filled, and, you know... People want to hurry to cancel these people, not realizing that people grow in who they are. And the person that you are when you're 16 certainly shouldn't be the person that you are when you're 20, definitely isn't the person you are when you're 30, 40, 50, 60. And that's something that we need to keep in mind as well. I think we were having this discussion before we started recording that I think a lot of it also goes back to, I think we all probably heard this as a kid. It's not what you say, but how you say it. And that statement is becoming more and more and more of a gray area due to social media because so much of what we're saying is not actually being heard. It's being read and you can lose, you know, tone or intent through text but you still especially when you're in an elected position or when you're trying to become someone of importance you still need to be cognizant of that you need to you you can still make a point like i could say hey bilberry i think you're really fucking stupid right and I, listeners I, I don't really think that but <laughs> It would probably get farther and I would probably get more people on my cause if I said, you know, after listening to quite a few of Bilberry's videos, I believe that he lacks in education. Right. <laughs> like you can right. make things and I'm just I'm using you as my whipping post. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. No, no, you're fine. But, you're just reading comments that my mother left me. There, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you can just you can say things. And I'm, I will be the first to admit, I am not always good about that. There, there are very many times that I 
will feel something. And instead of thinking through the, you know, nicer way to say it, I will not say it <laughs> appropriately. <laughs> but I'm also not sitting on county council right now. So I have that going for me, I guess. Right, right. You well, just, that's that's exactly. I mean, you have to look at at where you're at uh, and what your station is. I mean, you know, when I just said a moment ago that, you know, I, I asked questions similar to what he asked and people didn't really have that big a deal. And I said, but I'm not an elected official, you know, as you or me being just regular public citizens, you know. I must not know what questions he asked. And I will admit I don't. I don't stay real up on everything, you know, county council. Right. Um, most of the stuff that I've seen have been comments on posts um, that either a family member of his has made or a, an opposer of his has made. Um, I did see before the election ever happened, so I don't know if this is what you're referring to. I did say see that he made a comment that many deemed racist. I don't I don't know if that's the No, the, well, I, I I think I I think I'm aware of that comment you're talking about as well. The 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 questions I'm talking about happened just after the 6th, after after the attack on the Capitol. Oh, yes, okay, yes. I'm, yep, I know what you're talking when about. When he now. was talking about, you know, is this, you know, and, and, and is, is this the, you know, basically, is this like the the revolution? Is you know, how is history going to look at this? And we ask some of those same questions on this podcast. I I I had posted them on Facebook. I talked about them in many videos, and you know, we didn't have people a whole lot of people knocking down the doors telling us that we were. Uh, terrorist. I mean, other than Facebook and and a couple close friends, uh, <laughs> telling telling me that you know my ideas or thoughts were bad, but it was just it, it's because you know questions have to be able to be asked, and I didn't see anything crazy with how he was asking the questions. I didn't see anything. I mean, like to me, I I didn't feel like he was taking a stand one way or another. But I feel like that's the quote unquote. I hate saying this word now. Perception of reality. That's people, that's how they interpreted what he was doing, that he was taking a stand. And that's where everything else kind of plays into that moment for people. Well, I think a lot of the people, so you've got this like core group of haters. And I am not a fan of this person, but I'm not a fan of this core group of haters either because they are very much into the cancel culture and we want nothing to do with anyone that is even remotely different than us. So I think they kind of got it started and they were questioning anyone and everyone on social media that had anything to say about the sixth other than it's a coup and democracy would have been dead if it weren't for you know people on the left with sense in their brains which is just a laughable statement in and of itself and so i think i think he like you said because of the position that he's in i think he got kind of 
swept up in it more than the average citizen. Right. But on the same, like, is that unfortunate that that happens? Yes, kind of. But he should also know that that's just part of it. Like, you ran for this position. You knew what you were getting yourself into. You knew you were going to be placed under a microscope. So if you wanted the same freedoms, so to speak, that the average citizen has, then maybe you should have just stayed the average citizen instead of running. That's the thing, because along my path as the podcaster, this political commentator, I have met various people who I have supported for office or who have tried to get in the business of being an activist or, or, or a watchdog or, or whatnot. And um, oftentimes they will say, it's not fun being a candidate or being an official. It's fun doing what you do. Because you're able to like, you know, and I'm not just willy-nilly just calling people bitches and, and being crazy. I mean, I, I try to be measured in what I do. I try to research the the issue. You and I have been on the opposite ends of uh, battles before. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them have been pretty heated. You know, uh, but I, I feel like People don't realize that, that as a citizen, you hold the most powerful position. That's what they've always said. The most powerful position in government is that of the citizen. People don't realize that. They, and that's, you know, obviously, if you're the president, you're the president. But the citizens can band together and do whatever we set our mind to if we actually come together and do it. That being said, being the citizen who can speak out and say this, this, or this... You have the freedom to do that. I have the freedom to have this podcast. I've had people who've said, you need to run for office here, there, wherever. And I've said, yeah, but if I did that, I would have to, I would, the podcast would change because I wouldn't be able to do what well, I wanted to do. Be, the podcast would be gone. Like, yeah, right. I mean that as nicely as possible. Yeah, right. But That's exactly correct. And look, I have come to the realization over the years that I make much more of a difference behind their microphone doing what I do, talking to the folks that listen, instead of being one vote on a council somewhere. There are other ways to be active than actually running for office. And don't get me wrong, because I tell people we need good candidates all the time, and I'm speaking to you listening right now. Run for office if you're out there listening to this, because we do need good candidates. But there are other ways to get engaged and be a part of the solution than being a candidate. And this is the way that I have picked. I mean, let's face it, being a citizen who is outspoken, you have a little bit more room to move around than if you were the elected official, because as a candidate or as an official, you are representing more than yourself. You're representing the office. If you are part of a council, you're representing everyone else on that council, and you are representing the entire community that you represent, not just your supporters or people who feel and think like you do, but you're there representing everyone, so you're not 
able to be as free and open as, say, Christopher Bilbrey or Amber Green. I think part of what's happening is, and I think it's generational, but I might get myself in a little hot water with this because I actually think that I'm younger than this council person that we're talking about. You have so many people in my generation and younger than me that want to run or want others to run because they want to kind of like shake up the the status quo and they they want things that had normally not been acceptable in politics to be acceptable like you know you have AOC and her crew that are allowed to say fuck Trump right while they're in office or fuck this or fuck that when up until them that was not acceptable and i think you have these younger people that are wanting that but they don't understand that there's that poise that comes with holding office or holding any type of leadership position take politics out of it i mean you take management in business i mean anybody with any type of leadership role that poise is necessary and i love you know, I'm I'm a woman that considers myself classy, but I like the word fuck just as much as the <laughs> next person. But I understand that there's a time and a place for it. And so I think what we're running into is you have these these younger people. And I know I'm I'm younger. I'm lumping myself in this category that want to completely rid politics and leadership of poise and class because they think it's fake. Right. And that's not entirely true. Like I can still be very true to myself and my beliefs and have class and poise while I go about that. I don't have to use colorful language to get my point across. And I think that's where we're kind of getting lost in you want these people to say what they believe and, you know, really stick it to the man, but they, they don't figure out the best way to do that. And they just kind of go in guns a blazing, not thinking of the repercussions of their actions. And there needs to be some type of happy medium. Like I'll, I'll agree that there's a certain, ugh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like too much fakeness. Right. In I hate I just sounded so uneducated right there, but, <laughs> no, but... Th there's there's so much <laughs> of that in politics that I I see the drive to want to kind of rid that, and you know you want to come out and be like well, she doesn't have to use the language that you like she doesn't have to dress the way that you want her to and this applies to men as well right um but there is a benefit to those things like whether you like it or not. You can do both. And I think I think a really, really, really good representation of that is Candace Owens. Like this girl, if you watch her stuff, she sticks it to the man time and time and time again. But she does it calm, cool, collected. She's always put together. Like, yeah, you, you just don't you don't have to come out and purposefully wave this, oh my God, look at me, I'm elected right. and I said fuck, 
yeah, flag. Yeah, yeah, like, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and I think that's the problem that this certain council person is running into. It's the trumpeting of American political candidates running for office all the way from the local races to the state races and up to the national races. And I think that that's what a lot of people have been afraid of and some people embrace. But I just I I feel like a lot of people that embrace it do it wrong. It could be done right. I don't think Donald even did it properly, but I know that there are a lot of people specifically on the local level that certainly don't do it right. And by this, I mean the whole attitude or feeling that I can say anything or do anything during my political campaign or once elected to office and people are going to love this. And I think that just so many people don't do that right. They don't pull it off. Hell, even Trump didn't pull it off this second go around. That's why he wasn't real elected. All right, we need to take a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 139th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher Bilbrey. She's Amber Green. We'll be right back. Perception. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing under license in all 50 states and MLS consumer access number 3030. All right, folks, we are back. Episode 139, Perception is Reality. I'm Chris, she's Amber, and we are back at it. So before we were uh, at break, we were talking about Trump. We've been talking about the First Amendment. And something that I've mentioned before, and I feel like it's probably important to talk about here, is the fact that social media has played a role in people's opinion of how freedom of speech works. I feel like we have been led down this path over the last 10 or so years where now everybody utilizes their freedom of speech to say what they want to say, but they take it a step further thinking that Everyone has to listen to them. You have the freedom to say what you want to say. But, hey, ain't nobody got to listen to a damn word that you or I or anyone else says. And I think that that is something that people really need to get a good understanding of. Anybody can hang their shingle up. Anybody can start a podcast. Anybody can go live on social media, start a YouTube page. We're on here doing this. We can go to our council meeting. We can go to our commissioner's meetings. We can go to the state house. We can protest. We can march in cities. We can go to the Capitol. And as long as we're being peaceful, we have the right to do it. But nobody has to listen. 
our elected officials don't have to listen. We can choose to listen to other people that do what we do. We can choose to listen to the president or not listen to the president. We can listen to a mayor or not listen to the mayor. We can listen to a candidate running for city council or not listen to that candidate. We can do whatever we choose with that. They have a right to speak. We have a right to speak. And everybody else can simply tune us all out because look, just because you talk doesn't mean you're an expert or know what you're talking about. And it really doesn't mean that anyone should even really listen to you. You know, people need to determine if what they are listening to has value. People need to determine if they are listening to folks that make their lives better, that have information that is worth listening to. You know, this kind of goes back to all of these people that have been talking in the last month about how this ordeal uh, with Trump and Biden was going to go down, that at the last second, Biden was going to be arrested and all these Democrats were going to be arrested, all these clickbait, you know, new YouTube and Facebook quote-unquote celebrities that are commentators that have this quote-unquote uh, inside track to this special military intel, and they're <laughs> able to say whatever the hell they want to say without any consequences. They get the clicks. They get, they get the, the ad revenue that comes off of that. They say whatever. They were saying as late as 11.30 on Inauguration Day that Trump was getting ready to swing into action at any moment. And then come Thursday morning, when I felt like everybody should have ran away from them in a mass exodus, people were on there fighting back against them, saying, you lied, you lied. And these people got on with videos, and they were like, no, we didn't lie. We just had the dates wrong. It's actually going to be at the end of this month. He had to let Biden... You know, so they just keep moving the goalpost, and there's no consequences for what these people say and do. I don't think that they should be stopped from saying whatever. I feel that people ought to be smart enough to walk away from it and say, you know, screw you, I'm not listening to you, and I'm not going to give you the click that you need, the like that you want, the I'm not going to click and set through your ad so you get a couple pennies in your pocket. Because you're, what you're saying is full of shit. You have a right to say it, but I have a right to not listen. And that, that applies to the local level as well. If you have an elected official who is saying something that you do not like, you have a right to get up and voice that. You have a right to go on social media and post about it. But the only true thing that you can do is go out in the next election and run against this person or these people or put a candidate up that you can support that will beat these people and get out and vote to make that, that thing a different, um, to, you know, to make it a different outcome. You know, you can't, I, I would never support removing someone from office because of something that they said. I, I have no problem getting up and asking somebody's resignation. I, I do that a lot. If, if I feel like somebody messes up or doesn't do what they're supposed to do, I have no problem asking for somebody to resign. 
Uh, but and I have no problem asking for that person's peers to censure them or or whatever punishment that they can put on them. But at the end of the day, in, until something changes, especially in Indiana, the only way to beat someone is at the ballot box. And I, I feel like that is something that people need to keep keep in mind. I know this. I know it's going to be a long four years, especially locally, if this is the kind of back-and-forth vitriol that we're going to see between the supporters of this elected official and this elected official himself and the detractors or the opposers of this elected official. I mean, because it's been a long 72 hours. Uh, oh, and, you it's, know. and it's just, like I said at the beginning, it's just embarrassing. I, I don't know. Like, if I were this elected official, instead of hyping up, my sister on all of these posts and being like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Look at this. I would just be like, Oh my God, shut up. Like you're making me look like an absolute jackass. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I understand like the whole, I I've got a, I've got a younger brother and I think that's even different than being a, a brother sister type of relationship. I would go to his aid however I could, but I'm not going to step in and do something that makes him look like he can't handle his own shit. I'm not going to step in and, and embarrass him. I would I would never do that. I and I would always talk to him. And and it maybe maybe the the person in this situation is egging this on, saying, "Yeah, post this, do this." And in that case, you know that that then brings in a lot of other questions, like why would that be happening? Why can you not? Uh, you know, I don't know what's happening there. I just know that from the from the outsider's point of view, from from your your point of view, and from my point of view, I don't see anybody winning points here. I don't see any points being won for the county councilman. I don't see any points being won for the detractors. I see like a shit show that we are all watching, and we're kind of all trapped in because it's in all aspects of social media. It's everywhere. I, I couldn't get away from it this weekend. Honestly, I feel like the only thing that's going to happen, the only person or entity, I guess, that's going to lose points is the council as a whole. Right. Because they're they're kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place. And we talked about this when you first called me. If they, like, let's say at the next meeting, you know, citizens show up or email or what have you, about this council person again, they are then kind of forced to hear these complaints when in all actuality, it's just taking time away from actually getting shit done. Look, I understand the need to make a point and to preserve the record and to protest with your words, you know, and civil discourse and whatnot in meetings and i understand that sometimes that makes the meeting go longer sometimes it takes away from other business that occurs but you have to look at the underlying reason that you're doing this for and if it's just a personal issue if it's just some personal drama if it's just a matter of not liking the person i have to ask what does this do because you hit the nail on the head when this becomes a detraction and stops the government body from being able to conduct the business that they must conduct when it stops them from paving roads fixing bridges paying their county employees it 
hurts everybody involved. It hurts the council. It hurts the individual councilmen. It also hurts the citizens, and it's not a good look for anyone. Not to mention it makes already long meetings even longer. Well, and then at the end of this meeting that was already, you know, two and a half hours long, then they had to read these email complaints that actually had nothing to do with the council or the work that they're doing or not doing. It only had to do with this person that happened to be elected to the council. Like, as as the council as a whole there, what do you do other than say, okay, we've, we've you know, read your complaint, we're going to take this information. Like, what do you do there? Because they can't say, okay, well, we'll... He's gone. Vote. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can't do that. You can't say, okay, well, we'll we'll put money towards getting rid of him. Right, right. So what exactly do you do other than just read it and have a neutral response? And I, I say neutral, like, meaning you don't, like, you know, tear the email in half and pull a Nancy Pelosi or something like that. Like, you can have your personal opinion of him or of what he said, but it's not really something that needs to be brought up at the end of a a two-and-a-half-hour-long meeting either. That's absolutely correct, but the bottom line is going to be this. If these citizens felt that they were heard... I, you know, I don't know what they wanted to... I know what they wanted to happen today. I don't know if they thought that that would really happen or if they just wanted to be heard. Now, like what I said in Newcastle, when the citizens wanted to be heard there and nothing happened, that was that. At least they were heard. But then the problem was the issue kept happening. He kept sticking his foot in the mess and making making a, a worse situation. You know, my dad used to say, dog shit doesn't stink till you step in it. And the issue here was he stepped in it and then he just kept re-stepping in it. And so if a problem is brought up and the citizen can speak out, That is what I want. Now, that doesn't mean just because you speak out what you want is going to happen. But if you were given the opportunity to voice your concerns, that's my hope. That's the best I can hope for. Sometimes it's going to work in your favor. Sometimes it won't. If you speak out about a situation and it doesn't get resolved the way that you want it to, That doesn't always mean something didn't happen like it should have. It just meant it didn't go that way this time. However, if the official continues to cause problems like what happened in Henry County, then the citizens have, in my opinion, the right to continue voicing their opinions. So we'll just have to see if this will be a situation that will die down or if there will continue being other issues along the way. Didn't the council already release an official statement condemning what happened on the 6th? It was the executive body of the county, the Delaware County Commissioners. Short from actually calling this council member out in that statement, they did everything they could to publicly state that they disagree with 
his stance. Well, and that's honestly all that anybody could do from the commissioners or council or any other elected official is release a statement. Hey, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with him. And that's it. They can't ask him to leave. They can't kick him out of the council. It, it is what it is. In the state of Indiana, the only way an elected official can leave office is if, God forbid, they die in office if they resign of their own free will and accord, and or if they are convicted of a crime that is a felony, not arrested with a felony, not charged with a felony, but they have to be convicted of the felony. Those are the only ways that an official elected by the people will leave office in Indiana. And I feel like all this is making this elected councilman do is dig his heels in and it's emboldening him to stay and do what he thinks is his mission. So they are not getting what they hope to be getting by constantly applying this pressure the way that they are. I think that this is an example of a time where they might have to go at this a different way because I feel like it's just adding to the drama at this point. The mm -hmm. other aspect of that is, I feel like when people approach elected officials and try to bring up something specifically, if it's against what the elected official is doing or what the elected official wants, they should try to do their best to go at it as kind as possible, at least at first, or maybe the first couple times, because as they say, you catch more bees with honey. And starting off at 11, mad and pissed off, it really doesn't get you anywhere. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not okay to be angry. It doesn't mean that it's not okay for you to get heated, because nothing says that civil discourse can't be angry or a little loud, but it's best to not start there. While we're at it, and I feel like it's even stupid having to say this, but don't be threatening, don't be violent, don't start off all crazy, and don't get crazy. If you're loud and cussing and threatening and violent, that's not going to get you anything but a trip to jail. I completely agree. Anything you can think of before we call it a wrap? I'm interested to see how the council reacts if this continues to be a, a constant barrage of emails or, or people showing up. But I also really like the people on our county council. I think they're, they're good humans. I like that there are two women that I identify with. I don't think it's going to continue to be an issue. His mouth might be. But I don't really think the council as a whole is going to let it be an issue. Yeah, I think I think they'll try to move away from this. It's it's an awkward position for everybody to be in. It's an awkward position for the citizens or, or for, for regular county officials who are there in the meetings trying to get business done. Uh, it's it's definitely awkward for those on the council, and uh, you know, look, I don't wish anything bad for this councilman. Uh, I I hope that I, I hope that you know he governs it to the best of his ability with the rest of the council, and it's good for for Delaware County. Honestly, I I hope it becomes a learning experience. Sure, um, which it which a, a first term, no matter what the position, should always be that. Yeah. But I really feel like instead of taking this 
term and this position that he's been elected to and seeing it as a platform to throw my weight around and see how much I can get away with without being, you know, publicly shamed relentlessly, he should use it as an opportunity to use the platform that he has that most citizens do not. And so I'm kind of hoping that maybe there's like a, a meet in the middle where he can see that, you know, his opinions are valid, but maybe there is something to this whole you know, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar thing. That's right. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Of course, we have the next three years, 11 months, and like five days to see. Uh, we have a lot of time still left to, to see. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, very good. Where can people find you? I'm on Facebook at Amber Green with an E at the end. And my business page is a touch of green on Facebook as well. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, you have come to the conclusion of another amazing episode of Perception is Reality. This is episode 139. I won't say the title again for you all. Uh, hey, look, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Please share the show with everyone you know. Spread this episode and others along. It would really help us out, which in the end only helps you out as well. Remember, folks, the importance of being educated in all of this stuff. You don't have to know it all, but just start diving in and getting familiar with each individual little piece. Maybe take this section over here or that section over there. As always, if you need any help, please let us know. I'll help you however I can. Remember to stay active, stay involved, and as always, I want you to be safe. God bless, and until next time, take care. We'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Remember to like and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm or on your favorite podcast hosting site. Also, help spread the word and share the show with everyone you know. We can be found by searching for Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey or by simply Googling Bilbrey Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. To call or text the show, dial 765-546-9796 or email us at khbilbrey at gmail.com. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash bilbrey318. Until next time, remember to get educated, get involved, and remain active.